This is The Top, where I interview entrepreneurs who are number one or number two in their industry in terms of revenue or customer base. You'll learn how much revenue they're making, what their marketing funnel looks like, and how many customers they have. I'm now at $20,000 per talk. Five and six million. He is hell-bent on global domination. We just broke our 100,000 unit soul mark. And I'm your host, Nathan Latka. Okay, Top Tribe, this week's winner of the $100 is Rich Jones. Okay, Rich Jones, he is stuck in corporate. He wants to break free. He's binging on the show. For your chance to win $100 every Monday morning, simply subscribe to the podcast right now on iTunes and then text the word Nathan to 33444 to prove that you did it. Coming up tomorrow morning, Top Tribe, you're going to hear from Gerard Adams, who went from zero to 80 million monthly unique visits to his website and millions in revenue by the time he was 31. Okay, Top Tribe, good morning to all of you. I tell you what, I'm having so much fun doing these things. I hope you guys are enjoying them. I really appreciate uh, you guys listening in. You're going to love our guest this morning. His name is Diego Abba, and he is, or Abba, sorry, he's the strategic C level executive with PL leadership and expertise on technology, media, and mobile, including several successful startups, also with private equity owned companies. His global operational and general management experience, he's lived and worked in America, Europe, and Asia, and consistently and significantly is improving profit margins, processes, and organizations at Activision Blizzard, obviously the big uh, gaming company, Bain & Company, obviously private equity, along with massive consumer giant Procter & Gamble, among others. Global M&A and IPOs expertise he has throughout many industries and market capitalizations, having worked alongside private equity firms, investment banks, and companies on both the buying and selling sides. To top it off, he's got an MBA from Cornell University. Ladies and gentlemen, the one and only Diego. Man, are you ready to take us to the top? Yes, absolutely. Thank you to have me with you. I'm thrilled that you're here. Tell me real quick, you have such an amazing history, Activision, Bain, Procter & Gamble. Which one of these things really turns you on? And let's focus on that one. Uh, I think I had a very good time with all of them. With, uh, with Procter, that was my earliest one. We did the Global Bank. So that was very novelty at the time. And I did the startup of uh, Vietnam. Wait, wait, what does that mean? Sorry, I didn't follow that. Procter & what's the global bank? Uh, it was an internal bank that the company did uh, for basically managing internally Forex and cash. Interesting. Okay, what, uh, what about the private equity stuff? Did you enjoy being at Bain? Absolutely. Actually, I was on the strategic arm. So we were advising private equity. I was personally advising private equity companies, and we were advising large corporations in tech, media, Logistics. So that was very fun. I work in Europe in uh, in the States with them. Absolutely great time. And Activision was uh, was fantastic as well. We were very successful in in Call of Duty. We achieved uh, market leadership and uh, profit records when I was there. We had the Guitar Hero franchise that also meant uh, a lot of parties. <laughs> <laughs> You better be. Well, dan- you better. You better have the high score on Guitar Hero. Well, That's all. You know. Well, I and your last I name a- is your last name is Abba. I mean, come on. <laughs> Absolutely. You know, you don't need anything else. No, it, it was. I think uh, I was lucky, so I had a very good time across the board. So and, at, let's do Activision. Yeah. Let's focus on Activision. Let's focus on Call of Duty. How much money did that make for the Activision Blizzard franchise? Oh, that was uh, that was a juggernaut, and it's still making a lot of money. It's uh, you know it's the most successful game of all time, 
and uh, it's uh, it's uh, it's now it's a, it's a different level versus all the other games. I would say. How much would you say it's it's made? It's made Activision so far, Call of Duty. Well, I left the company a few years ago, so it's keeping making. So I'm not uh, the last one. The last one. The last one I received as, as an award was like we did a billion in a uh, few in five days or something like that. With Call of Duty, the last launch. Yeah. yeah. No. Well, no. The last one I was there about several several years ago. Oh wow. Yeah. And so walk us through. I mean, from a business side, what makes Call of Duty so successful? Talk to me about numbers and margins. Uh, I'm actually would prefer to talk about uh, if you don't mind uh, my new venture. Because- well, what's, well, what's the new venture? So the new venture is Italyist. Okay, and why do you, why do you think my audience will like talking about that? Well, because it's a, it's a very interesting and disruptive marketplace on the luxury um, sector where there is very little done online. So if you look at the, all the industry, there is a, a larger acceptance of online uh, purchasing on uh, most of all the all the sector, but luxury is still behind. So uh, think about it that uh, in uh, apparel, so clothing and accessories, so bags and shoes, uh-huh. the the global market is worth under fifty billion. Well, how so? How old is this business? When did you found it? We founded in uh, two thousand fourteen, and we went as a beta, and then uh, we went with five hundred startups uh, in. Um, Basically, October 2014 through their accelerator programs. Okay, so in 2015, what was total top line revenue? So in 2015, we we passed uh, we passed the first bar that is above 10 million, and we gonna we we are going towards in in annual annual run rate, and the objective is to go to November to pass the 50 million in annual. Right. Diego, just to be clear, is that ten million dollars in total transaction volume, or the actual money you're making from the transactions? It is is a money in total transaction. Okay, so when you say you did ten million last year, that means if I go to your website and a purse is ten bucks, uh, you you add up ten dollars a bunch of times to get to ten million. It's the total value of all the goods right. you've sold. Absolutely. Okay. Tra- so transaction volume is ten million. Yeah. On ten million dollars yeah. in transaction volume, how do you guys make money on that? Well, basically, we we provide all the infrastructure and the, the marketing and the, the logistics support to sell the Italian luxury boutique across the world. So we sell in more than eighty-five countries. And the idea is to have the experience that you would have if you enter in an Italian luxury store. So uh, think about like Nima Marcus or Barney Sachs of smaller dimension in uh, the various city of Italy. And uh, they, have, uh, they are the best one in the world in buying. And is also the largest marketing in the world for multi-brand at around nine billion. So Diego, I want to dive deeper on this. Yeah. Again, ten million dollars in transaction volume last year. How much money do you actually make from that at the business? Well, we we take uh, a decent percentage. What so, percentage? Well, it's a decent percentage. <laughs> well, I mean, what percentage? Five percent? Ten percent? No, it, it's higher. So it's higher because we have all the cost of marketing, technology, everything else. Above or below thirty percent? 
I would say, let's say between 20 and 30. Okay, so 25%. So you're taking 25% of 10 million. So you guys did about, what, 2.5 million bucks in revenue last year? Yes. Well, the revenue is the total amount of money we transact for us. Well, that's not revenue, though. That's like, that's because you have hard, you obviously, your biggest cost of goods sold is the actual product, right? So. Yeah. I mean, hold on. Let me back up. You know more about private equity than I do. Is a, is a, is a company, an e-commerce company like Italius, like what you've built, valued on transaction volume or the money made from all the transaction volume? For us, it's transaction volume because it's what we actually sold. And it's like if you had a store, you sold 100 and then the cost of goods is, uh, let's say, whatever it is. But you'd actually, as a pro- you have experience in private equity. If a private equity firm was buying your company, you're telling me that they would give you a valuation based off top line revenue and not profit margin? Yeah, at this stage, yes, because it's a very growing business. Interesting. Okay, I trust. So, yeah, so basically the way to look at this one, and when we're talking revenue, we're talking always uh, uh, on your own rate when you grow so fast. So, you know, the idea is to move uh, the three big barriers, 10, 50, 100 very quickly. So if you can do this one in three years, so you move from 10, 50, 100 in annual run rate, then the valuation is very, very different. So for, for example, the valuation of Farfetch, that is a similar model. What's the um, URL? Farfetch.com? Yeah, farfetch.com. And uh, they, they got their last round at the valuation of 1 billion. And their total sales was around, I would say, 300 to 400 million. Um, in, a, in a month or in a year or what? In a year, in a year, in a year. Okay. Uh, and what year was that? Uh, last year, in 2015, they got the last round of financing. Okay. So how much have you guys raised? We raised only seed money. We just closed around. I don't know if you're familiar with the 500 startups. I am. Yeah, yep. D- D- Dave McLaurin, all those guys invested in my uh, first company, which, uh, which we sold. So how much did they put in? They put in two, so they put in the initial and then they put additional money. Yeah. So how much? So we put the additional money. What was so, the initial money that they put in? How much money have total have you raised for the business? So, so we raised more than a million. So the initial money that they put is a usual token that they put when you enter the accelerator. Which is how much? 150? Is 100. Okay, 100. And then they, they, they did that additional investment with us. Okay, and was that all on a convertible note or was it a priced equity round? No, it's convertible notes. We're still a seed. So we are going towards uh, Series A, but the Series A for us at this moment is uh, since we are more or less a break even already, it's, uh, it's a thing that we're taking very cautiously. So we, are, we want to have also not only the money, but a very good partner. So we're having a lot of calls and a lot of meetings. So let's let's break down. Let's stop talking about annual run rates and things like that because projections can be tricky sometimes. Let's just focus on January of 2016. Um, actually, it, Diego, is your business cyclical? Do you see spikes during the holidays? It's fine. Well, usually you you is uh, the the way you have to look at it is uh, we have two seasons in luxury goods. So one is uh, spring, summer, but it start to be on sale right now. And one is fall, winter. Okay. okay. Then you have a lot of store that sell all stuff, all seasons, like uh, things that you can find in Gill, things like you can find on Ukes. So Ukes, for example, always sells the uh, older seasons or things that you can sell some discounted department store 
where you find several season ago. Okay. okay. So, and the value of the, of the luxury goods decrease rapidly with time. Okay. So th- that's why you see the sales. So then let me just go back to the original question, which was, <laughs> yeah. uh, let's, let's say there's the two seasons. In January of 2016, what was the total transaction volume that you guys processed? So in January, what we see is a little bit of a, you see a little bit of a, a decrease of volume because you get the sale of the last of the fall winter. Yep, that's okay. okay. So yeah. how, much, how much did you guys do transaction volume? Yeah, we go around a million. Okay, a, mi- a million in the month. Yeah. And, and you're making about, is the only way that you guys make money as a business by taking a, somewhere around 25% trans, uh, kind of fee or are there other ways you make money? That's, that's the way you do it because uh, think about the, the way to, to look at this one is uh, this one is very easy to scale because we don't have the inventory. So is it fair to say that you guys, in terms of actual like revenue after transaction volume, made somewhere around 250K before headcount costs and marketing? Um, well, that would be considered margin in most of the, the Yeah, industry. gross margin. Is your yeah, gross margin yeah, about yeah, 250K? Uh, yeah, more. I mean, it's... Uh, it's uh, yeah, I would say, I mean, it's uh, more or less taken. It's more what? Yeah, I would say yeah, I would say that. Okay, and yeah. then and then you said you're about break even, which means you're spending about 250k per month. What are you spending that money on? Well, primarily t- tech and people. And how, how many employees? We have a, we have a, about 20 to 25 uh, people cooperating with us in a full or part time facility. How many full time? Just full time. Full time, we would have about 10. Okay, got it. Um, Okay, and what about marketing expenses? How are you getting traffic to the website? So the traffic is uh, um, something that we build carefully. So we have uh, like a team um, focusing on the SEO. And then we would uh, look at very vertical channel, like Polyvore, Pop Sugar, et cetera. And then we have affiliates program. Okay. Um, and w- what percentage of your total transaction volume would you say comes through affiliates driving traffic to you? Uh, I would say, I would say at this stage about 30%. Okay. All right. Fair enough. And how do you pay the affiliates? A percentage. What percentage? Is it like Amazon 6%, 7%? Yeah, more or less. It's a little bit, you know, it's a, we have a higher transaction value and cost and spent. So yeah, but it's about, it's a bit higher than that, but yeah, close to that. And how many in January of 2016, how many unique customers checked out through Italiast? We have about 100,000 customers. Okay. So it's fair to say that they're spending about $10 is the average order size, average cart size? No, no, no. The average cart size is about $600. Okay. So then my, so then there's no way you did 100,000 customers in January alone because you said you did a million in transaction volume. So how well, many you, customers you, just in January? You don't buy, you don't buy a bag every month, right? I know. My question was how many just in January though? And you said 100,000. So that's not... No, no. You ask how much unique customers we have. In January. Yeah. So in January, we have about 2000 customers. Okay. Got it. Got it. Got it. And what you're saying is over the course of your lifetime, you've had a yes. hundred thousand unique. Yeah. You have a hundred thousand unique that they will buy about one and a half time in, uh, in, uh, during the year. And then usually because it's not a subscription model, then you will stay longer. They stay longer with you. So once you acquire, you have them for a uh, longer term. So if you did a million dollars in transaction volume in January of 2016 across 2,000 customers, it looks like average order size is about 500 bucks. Is that right? 
Yeah, five to yeah, five to six hundred. That's, that's, yes. that's pretty high. There's a secret sauce there. Why is it so high? Well, because the items are fairly expensive. That, that's the idea of the luxury, and that's why we are so uh, positive that we're gonna get to above the 50 million uh, um, run rate in November, because for the new season, we're gonna have 40,000 40, items. And for, and for each item, of course, you have different sizes because we can scale fairly fastly. So you might wanna take a look. So the advantage for, for you, for the consumer, is like uh, you would have Italian price, but usually it's lower. And you would have articles that are very difficult to find in the States. So, for example, uh, if you look uh, on, uh, on the new luxury brand like Golden Goose, is a sneakers that is fairly popular in the States and Asia. The, the shoes will be priced uh, way more advantageous on our side, but also you will find uh, like 50 to 60 models, while in Saxo Barnes, you will find like four or five. I see. Got it. So you have variety. Yeah, we have a much deeper variety because Italian buyers are considered the best in the world. And uh, the, the, the sector there is the largest. Not to mention that only 6% of those transactions go online. Who would, Diego, who would you, who's your, what's the exit here? Who would you love to sell to one day? Uh, we can continue honestly to run it. This is something that we can scale, so we don't really have to sell it. That, that we, wasn't my. That was my question. It wasn't. Do you want to sell? It was. If you did sell, what would an ideal buyer be? Strategic will be somebody who is already into the space. No, like name a company that currently exists. Well, it can be eBay. It can be Amazon. Okay, so if Amazon offered you twenty million bucks today to buy the business, would you sell? No, no. It was already is much higher valuation already for Series A. What what valuation do you have on the Series A? Well, I'll double than that. Uh, you have a forty million dollar. Is that pre money or post money valuation? Pre money. And how much are you looking to raise on the Series A? Well, we we're gonna raise around ten. Okay, so you're gonna give up twenty five percent of the business, or yeah, about, you, sorry, twenty percent yeah, or thirty? Yeah, yeah, twenty more than twenty than yeah. So you said, sorry, you said you're going to raise 10 million bucks? Yeah, between 8 to 10 million. That's the idea to raise right now. And are you in the middle of doing that or are you going to do that later this year? No, we are starting. So we are starting to, to talk with company. We're starting to, to have visibility with company. And, you know, we have, uh, since we closed immediately the seed round, we get uh, several VCs that ask us to talk again when we get ready for Series A. Yeah, Diego, I'm super impressed because I mean, when you look at the numbers, if you're doing a million, uh, sorry, ten million dollars in total transaction volume in 2015, and you make 2.5 million on that, what you're telling me is you're saying, yeah, people willing to give you a 40 million dollar pre money or 50 million dollar post money valuation. So you take 50 million divided by the 2.5 million. I mean, you're getting what is that like a 20, like a 20x top line revenue on an e-commerce business? Uh, no, because you're still taking the gross margin as a revenue. Well, $10 million, though, is not your revenue. That's just transaction volume, right? No, it's a revenue like it's like it's, it's a revenue like a store will declare revenue. They don't declare. I mean, that, yeah, but, that's, you, but you immediately have to turn around and pay out costs for the actual goods that you sold. Correct. Like a store. Yeah, exactly. But they buy them before they sell them, obviously. I mean, yeah, we, we you're, do you're, you're educating me here. I don't know anything about 
physical products in e-commerce. You're telling me that they would they value you on the ten million dollar transaction volume, not the money you're actually making. They're valuing they're valuing two things: the ninety percent growth quarter over quarter. So we basically grow 14 times. So if we grow, the idea is to grow five times this year. So the, the valuation is on the growth trajectory and uh, on the scalability of the business because we just uh, can add the product and uh, it's basically uh, there since uh, we don't have to buy, right? And the third part is comparable to, as we were talking before with Farfetch, their revenue, um, like we are considering revenue, were, were valued uh, at uh, two and a half. Yeah, so that's what I'm saying. They were valued at two and a half. You're getting 20. No, no, no. Revenue, I, I'm, I, I'm saying revenue. Now you're saying gross margin. So Farfetch is doing 300. He's not doing... Three billion is doing three hundred million, four hundred million, five hundred million, whatever. In gross, in gross margin, uh, in gross revenue. Oh, okay, okay, got it, got it. Right. Okay, so so is so, is a, a comparable in the market because they raised the last series at, uh, at that valuation. So I have a question. Fab.com had numbers that looked exactly like this when they first started out. Why did they go bankrupt after raising millions, hundreds, I think, hundreds of millions of dollars? Well, it's very easy to go bankrupt for a, for a, for a startup. Because uh, there are millions of things you can do, and everything is better than doing nothing, and is better than than what you have when you're small. So you start to do a lot of things. So you have the money, and you try. So the 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 key is to stay focused and do uh, the 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 best things, and uh, try really to keep simple. Well, see, Diego, if I was a venture capitalist that you were pitching, you're not. But if I was like what you that answer would not get me to write you a $10 million check. If I said, hey, you're fab dot like fab dot com just went bankrupt. How are you different? What, how do you debate or negotiate with VCs when 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 you when they ask you the question about fab? Well, fab is a different business because they bought the inventory. Oh, they did buy their inventory. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, they OK. They bought the inventory before they sold it. Yeah. Oh, okay, got it. Is that what? Is that why they went bankrupt? No, it's very easy to spend money. That's, that's, I, I don't. I mean, I, I don't know exactly how they spend their money, but it's very easy to spend the money. That was what I was telling you. Is more like a general answer to a lot of startups. I mean, most of the startups they finish the money. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because, okay. Yeah. All right. Well, hey Diego, before we wrap up the show and get to my favorite part, where can people connect with you personally online? Uh, LinkedIn will be the best one. Send me a message to LinkedIn. Okay, Top Tribe, do not forget your chance to win a hundred bucks right here on the podcast every Monday. It's very simple. You just subscribe to the show on iTunes. And then once you've done that, text me to prove that you've done it. My number is 703-431-2709. Subscribe now and text me to enter. 703-431-2709. Okay, Top Tribe, I have to tell you, many people go, Nathan, you came out of nowhere. Your website's growing so fast. How'd you do it? The answer is simple. So I use HostGator. I don't know if you guys know that, but I use HostGator. And the reason I do, they have like about 4,500 free templates I can use because I don't code. They've got a great e-commerce plugin. And guys, I bug the heck out of their support. They've got 24-7 support, which I love. So what I've done is I've worked with them. You guys know I make great deals. If you go to hostgator.com forward slash Nathan, you can sign up, get your own domain for 30% off and a 45-day money-back guarantee. Okay, again, I make great 
deals for you guys. Go to hostgator.com forward slash Nathan to grab that now. Okay, again, that's Diego Abba. And guys, we will link to uh, Diego's stuff in the show notes at nathanlatka.com forward slash the top 227. Again, nathanlatka.com forward slash the top 227. Okay, Diego, do you know what time it is? Uh, no. Come on, man. You're a private equity guy. You're supposed to be good under pressure. Yeah, I know. It's a time of a five question I need to answer for you. <laughs> that's, a, that's a damn good guess. It's time for the famous five. Are you ready? Yes. All right. Number one, what's your favorite business book? Well, I don't have really a favorite. I have several books I kind of like. If there is one book that uh, I, we can pick for your audience, I would say The Ultimate Question from some of my old colleagues in Bain. Uh, it's about the relevance of the customer and the customer satisfaction. So it's basically the question that you see in a lot of survey. Would you recommend this uh, service of a store to a friend? Got it. Okay. Number two, is there a CEO that you're following or studying right now? No, I, I, I don't. I don't really. The, the one that, uh, I mean, I, I work with several of them. The one that uh, is doing uh, uh, very, very well in, in the past few years is uh, a person that I really like working with. That is Freda, is the CEO of Estelo Dare. A CEO of who? Estelo Dare, the, the cosmetic firms in New York. Got it. Okay. Question number three Is there a favorite online tool you have, like Evernote? Uh, it will be the one I use the most is uh, what we are using right now. So it would be great to see online tools that does what we're doing right now on Skype, but works better. Okay, Skype. <laughs> great. Number four, what's your situation, Diego? Are you married, single? Do you have kids? Uh, I'm married, no kids. Okay, no kids. So here's the question. Yes or no? Are you getting eight hours of sleep every night? No, I never had eight hours sleep in my life, but I do take a day to, to rest. Which day? Usually the Sunday. And you just sleep all day, basically? No, but rest all day. Yeah, since I was, uh, <laughs> since basically I was in secondary school, I think, or even before. Got it. And how old are you now? I'm pretty old. You're what? So I'm pretty old. Old, <laughs> old not to answer. <laughs> wait, do, okay, wait, do you not want to answer? No, no, I'm saying I'm, I'm pretty old. Let's, let's leave it like that. Like above or Okay, well, that's okay. So last question is this. Take us back to your 20-year-old self. Yeah. What, what do you wish you knew? Uh, I think to stay more zen. What the hell does that mean? It means to take things a little bit more with uh, wisdom versus just uh, some time overreacting. Love it. Okay, Top Tribe, there you have it. Diego launched his own business. He's had so much success at Activision, Blizzard, all these great companies. He's now doing his own thing with Italius doing $10 million in transaction volume in 2015 alone. Diego, thank you for taking us to the top. Thank you. Thank you for having me with you. Thank you. If you enjoyed Diego today, folks, you're going to love Brandon Bruce yesterday. He is the CEO of Cirrus Insights, which is doing 640 grand per month in MRR with much, much bigger plans. Top Tribe, I love giving away free money. I feel like Oprah giving away cars and I have something special for you today. How many of you have heard our super sharp guests talk about success they've had with Facebook and Google ads? Well, all of you listening right now, yes, if you're listening, you get $100 in free AdWords. Here's how you get it, okay? Again, thanks for listening. Get the free $100 from Google, right, when you sign up with my website host provider, HostGator. Go sign up now to get your free money, hostgator.com forward slash Nathan. Again, that's hostgator.com forward slash Nathan. 
Okay, Top Tribe, I'll see you bright and early tomorrow morning. And don't forget, before you listen to any other episodes, subscribe on iTunes right now for your chance to win 100 bucks every Monday.